Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Welcome to the August 25th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan. That's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Good evening, Ed. How's everything going? It's going good. How about you? It's going fine, thank you. You enjoying the cooler weather? I am. (laughs) I, I don't mind summer, and I really like autumn. So this is kind of the best of both worlds happening right now. Yeah, it is. It is. It's. Uh, I spent I think six hours out there today working on the lawn and everything. So. Uh, nice. Figuring that you know this could be the last major, major, major. You know what I'm saying before uh, fall sets in. So. Yeah. Jump and right while you've now. got time and the weather is good, you got to jump on it. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, tonight's show uh, we will be talking about very soon is starting, is called Starting on a Pagan Craft Path. And with Annette is going to be our expert on the subject. She's practiced her pagan life much longer than I've even known her. And uh, I've known her for nearly 20 years, so um, we'll be getting to that pretty soon. (laughs) Time flies, lady. It sure does. Oh, my, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll be doing it uh, very soon. Uh, get into that. I'd like to announce two announcements. One, this um, major right now, uh, September 24th in Bridgeview, uh, Park District is, ho- is hosting and having and holding a paranormal event with vendors, speakers, uh, workshops. Um, our friend Jan with the, the workshop uh, with the Haunted House will be there doing demonstrations on doing makeup and that even uh, for Halloween. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there will be speakers. That's on September the 24th, you said? 21st. Saturday. Oh, oh 21st, 21st. Saturday. Yes. Got yes, it. Saturday. Okay. Um, from one o'clock to eight o'clock, which is pretty nice time. That's a long time. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'll be doing readings. I actually even have an office to do the readings, and so I'll be like doing my regular office readings. But they're sold out already. They were sold out before um, <laughs> this became officially stated and known. Um, so that's sold out. 
But the cool, other cool thing is Van Gulli's. Van Gulli is going to be there from TV. Um, he's going to oh, be there. Oh no, you're. Yeah, yeah. You have his picture taken. I and, love him. Uh, yeah, with the with the guests and everything. Um, he'll be there for a portion of the day. That's nice. Um, and there's a new, newly. It's going to be newly known haunted location that's basically right on the property of the park district. Yes. And it's called the field of spirits. Okay. Uh, There will be an investigation down there after eight o'clock after the event. And then there will be, uh, I will be performing first time in a long time in the public location like this. For the general public, uh, my circle of energy seance will be performed um, to see what we can create or come through from that location. So that's going to be September 21st, September 28th. I'm going to be doing readings again at the Spiritualist Church. Um, we'll have more details on that. I just want to get across the 21st because if you buy your tickets now, it, the Bridgeview Park District. You could get in at a discount. Save yourself three three dollars, I believe it is. So um and vendors, this is the cool thing for you. It's probably because uh-huh. it's put on by a part district, it's not put on by somebody that's trying to earn a living doing it. Um, okay. <laughs> um it's only twenty five bucks. To set up your space and everything. Yeah. So uh it's great for vendors also. So uh, any nice. readers, vendors, yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much just goes right back to the park district, the city. So, okay. Um, now, let's, anything you want to push in that before we go any further? No, I think I'm good right now. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Now, starting on a pagan craft path. All right. Um And the reason I brought this up is I know somebody that they felt drawn to this. And they're going to be listening to this show, too, and to the pagan thing. And I gave them a book. I, you know, with what we do, they have to have a collection of books. So I gave them a book. And um, what what drew you to it, Annette? Okay, so when I first got started, you know, my brother had gotten a deck of tarot cards and was curious about witchcraft and these kinds of things. And I had taken a trip to New Orleans, Louisiana, and I was really inspired by the idea of voodoo. So I got a book over there and... The Victorian period is very important to me as well. So mm-hmm. there was still a lot of modern magic going on, even in those late 1800s. Um, and it was from those three things that I started, you know, oh, I would read the first book, then I maybe tried a little, you know, happiness-type spell, made my first little concoction or potion, you know, just trying out different things. And when people mm-hmm. ask me, 
you know, oh, give me some advice. Tell me how I can get started. I usually think back to, like, you know, what calls you to take a new path in the first place? Maybe the religion that you currently have or had and you've left it behind. Because I think at one point or another we all seek some spirituality, just as human beings. We want, you know, what's the other side? We're, you know, we have a mortality. So I think that people want to kind of live the best life they can live. And when they die, ooh, what, what's going to happen to me? I think those are the two things that drive religion or why people go to religion in the first place. And mm-hmm. I don't mean to say that paganism is a religion. Wicca can sometimes seem like a religion because it has certain rules and rituals, and sometimes there's a little bit of difference between are you a witch, are you a Wicca, are you a pagan, um, and it really just depends upon name-wise what you're drawing from. So I would, someone would come to me and ask about how they start. I would first want them to think about what parts of God or what parts of any divine or what part of some dogma or rules of a church did they like? Which parts did they find comfort in, love, peace, Okay. Pull those, even if you make a pros and cons list, pull those things and think about the things that you liked from what what you've come from. And then, of course, you think about the things that you don't want to pursue anymore. Maybe that particular religion had too many rules about sex or about, you know, what you consume in your body, et cetera. There's plenty of rules when it comes to religion, let's face it. So you have to think about the things that you liked and you want to bring with you and the things you kind of want to leave behind. So okay, that's can we why use I me think as, gets you started. Okay. Can we use me as a guinea pig? This is a... Uh, okay, you can be a guinea pig. Yeah. Okay. I come up to you. Annette, hi. Uh, it's like our first meeting. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that was 20 years ago. I didn't even know what I was talking about back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Annette, hi. Um you you just asked me about you know I, I I'm interested in this. You asked me about what things do I like what about parts the Catholic do you Church? Like? And yeah, what do you want I to bring would, with you? I love the rituals. I love the rituals. Well, I then you're going to love in, paganism because we do a lot of rituals. I love the rituals. Um, I love the robes. I love the um, that type of thing. Um, Okay, all the pomp and circumstance. Okay, all right. <laughs> you can have you can have that with paganism. Let's make sure that when you're going on your path, Ed, we uh-huh. have robes. That uh-huh. makes you feel more spiritually connected, you know, and that takes you, that alters your consciousness. If you go from your regular street clothes, you come home, you switch into a robe before you do your evening ritual. Let's say, yeah. Uh, yeah. all of a sudden you feel like you're you're an altered in an altered state, you just stepped into something that seems important. You know, there are plenty yeah, of rituals why. of before you, yeah, that's bathing, why, because, wearing clean clothes. Yeah. Because, you know, I've even did, um, uh, it's a Christian church. I've, uh, done the talking up there, you know, the preaching. And, yeah. uh, then I went to my granddaughter's, you know, uh, Graduation, whatever, and it's like, mm-hmm. nah, <laughs> nothing could compare to 
what these guys do with the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and because it's followed up by music, it's followed up by, you know what I'm saying? And it all seems special. So if I laid that on you, you would say the paganism. Yeah, bring those things that you like with you into paganism because mm-hmm. there's not really somebody who's going to tell you you're wrong or right. you're right. Right. You know, we I, we're, I, in my opinion, I'm always looking for, you know, doing good, trying to evolve your consciousness, your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it. You're trying to evolve yourself to a higher level. You're trying to, you know, pass it along. Even if I never say to somebody, oh, you should try witchcraft. It makes you feel so good. You know, they might not believe me. But if I treat them with kindness and respect mm-hmm. and they discover that uh, that's my path, then perhaps that would be a good example for what they can, how they can lead their lives. You can yeah, personalize it to your own way, really. Because the best example, example of your oh, the best example of your faith. Now I, I, I use faith. I'm sorry, but your faith. That's fine. Whatever. Um, These are just words. Yeah. Yeah. Is by the way you treat people, other people, that shows them, and. You could back it up then with why you're that type of person. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. It does. Here's a good example. When I I was also Catholic in my mm-hmm. upbringing, and when I heard the call of the goddess or witchcraft, I found it hard to stop saying, oh, dear God, please help me to, and I have to, oh, I mean, oh, dear goddess. You know, there's mm-hmm. two sides of every coin. And if you think about it, there's the masculine and the feminine side. They're both mm-hmm. still the same coin. The Lord and the Lady, the God and the Goddess, still the same thing. But for me, I tried to alter the way I was thinking about it. And I said to myself, the one thing I loved about Catholicism was the Virgin Mother. Mm-hmm. She and I got along great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mothers are <laughs> awesome. You know, yeah. life givers caretakers, just love, love, love. I think mothers, I think of love. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's what, that's what I want the goddess to be for me. So Mary very nicely stepped her, you know, stepped her robe and her face into my goddess visual. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to transition myself from, oh, dear God, which there's nothing wrong with that. But Correct. I was looking for an alternative and she is the she was perfect. She led me through the whole thing. And now, a, after all these years later, I really am not so hung up on masculine or feminine anymore. It's really mm-hmm. about for me. I I usually call it the universe when I'm speaking yeah. to anybody about. I usually say it's the universe, right. just because I mean it's everything. It's everywhere. It's all around. It's all of us. So that's just my one word that broadly covers the everything, you know. <laughs> and it's interesting you said the thing about the Virgin Mary for the simple mm-hmm. fact. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe you've been in her store. I know you've been in her store. Uh, the two ladies that own the, I guess you could say, pagan store. Um, actually, when I was in there, he had a statue of the Virgin Mary. And when I questioned them about it, the response was the same as yours. So 
Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm she, talking about? For many of us, she was the mother, you yeah. know, that we were all, when we were little kids, we all were taught, you know, yeah. that yeah. Mary is the gentle mother. And it, yeah. and even in the Catholic Church, you know, we're not supposed to take any false idols or whatever, but we're allowed to pray to the saints. We're allowed to ask oh, yeah. Mary for guidance. You know, tell Mary and she'll get it over to her son, Jesus. You know, it's kind of right. loosely kind of what they tell us. So yeah. that was no problem. In fact, I didn't even feel guilty about stopping saying, oh, dear God, you know. Figured, well, I know yeah. he, she, whatever it turns out to be, is listening. It's just how mm-hmm. my mind felt more comfortable with the visualization. Right. You know, there are many paths up the mountain, but there's only one mountain top. So it doesn't <laughs> matter how you get there. As long as you get to the top. Well, that's how that person brought up the fact that um, they were in Salem, and they went in the okay. store, and yeah. the store had all these sayings and, you know, whatever on the walls. Mm-hmm. And okay. they said they were drawn to that more so than they've been drawn to anything else. And they go. So that's how it starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then they should just continue to follow those things. You know, when you seek a spirituality of any sort, the universe is going to put things in your path that are going to are like arrows pointing your way. Mm-hmm. So, for those for that particular person that you're speaking of to look up on the wall and be really inspired and drawn to a quote or a word, whatever it was, that tells them, ooh, that's something I want to find out more about. That's so where exactly did what they, how they put it to me. Yeah. Exactly so where did that quote how... come from? From such a book or such and such a person? Well, they should read more of that then and see yeah. where that leads them. You know, when yeah. I first started it, to me, I started in voodoo because everybody's, oh, so scary, voodoo, snakes, biting heads off chickens, you know. But really, it's really set up to be you know, a healing sort of art that passed from slaves. And again, here's where the Catholicism clicks in. When mm-hmm. those poor slave people were brought here to America, they just made themselves and their rituals fit into right. what their owners were doing, which is mostly Christianity. So right. they, it just all melded together very well for them. Their loa, their saints and their gods and their goddesses are very easily adaptable. So it looked good. And really they were just trying to, you know, do their religion from their homeland, essentially. Yeah. But, again, it morphed. Everything evolves. So if I knew of something from a book 20 years ago, throughout my personal evolution, I look at it in – a much more broad way now, but that's because mm-hmm. I, oh, I looked at that, and then that led me to Victorian magic because I was big on the Victorian period, and and then that led me to now now my whole library is the room. You know? Now, when <laughs> so, you say magic, you know, archangel magic. magic, and yeah, when you say magic, I say the word magic, yeah. Uh huh. What what for the general public who would be new to okay. this. Okay. What do you when mean by I that? Magic, I'm talking about having power to change something uh, or to manifest it into reality. So let's talk about the tools real quick. 
Okay. The tools of the craft can be things like the pentacle, the athame, or that's an athame is like a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, it symbolizes the Lord, and a cup or a chalice symbolizes the lady. Throughout some really great ritual stuff, like you liked from Mass, you know, mm-hmm. the athame is lowered into the cup to representation the mm-hmm. represent the combination of the Lord and the Lady coming together as one to create something. Um, the wand, all of these tools, and then we have the incense, the candles, all the little things that you might gather, the herbs, the crystals that make a spell or a a wish or petition, whatever you want to call it, your prayer, okay? All of these tools help you, again, just like putting on a robe or doing a ritual. All these tools help you to alter that reality, alter where you're at, where your mind is sitting, your perception of what's happening to be able to bring about some change. So, for example, I come home from work. My boss is making me crazy. I really just want to find, I'm the kind of person who's like, okay, I need to change this. So it's not his fault, but Mm -hmm. that I change my perception of it. So Mm -hmm. I start with visualization. I think of myself as already being in a place of peace when I'm confronted in a situation that I don't like. So then I might say, okay, well, now I'm going to do a spell. And the spell is going to remind me. Constant reminders are also helpful. Things that repeat, that's why ritual is so important. Things that repeat over and over become habit, become reality. So if I, on the first night, I light my candle, my blue candles, oh, I want peace and calm, and I get my herbs and I I sage the room um, to, to cleanse any negativity that not necessarily was in the room before, but that I brought to the room with my mm-hmm. thinking about how my difficult position at work, mm-hmm. I sage the room. I try to, and I, I walk in a um, counterclockwise way. I'm undoing that stuff from my day. And then I start to focus and okay, now I'm visualizing, Oh, I'm, when I go to work, I'm going to be peaceful and calm. And no matter what anyone says to me, I'm going to smile and be able to handle it. And not in a fakey way, but I can really handle it. Mm-hmm. And I breathe through it and I sit in it for a while. Maybe I read some tarot. I pull some tarot cards to give me some guidance. And then I blow out the candle. I lower my circle. We can talk about raising and lowering circles too. Um, and then I get on with my evening. And I get home from work the next day, probably having a better day, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> and I, maybe I would quickly, oh, look, there's my candle I left on the table. I'm going to light it and think about yeah. that visualization again because that will remind yeah. me and it will keep me moving towards creating a new pattern for myself. So that is the magic. Okay. I know I made it sound really simple, but it's mm-hmm. all about changing your reality. But- and that's yeah. magical. Yeah. I am not one who ever wishes bad on people. I, you know, it's hard for me to, if somebody said, oh, my, this guy is such a bad guy. You only got to put a curse on him, whatever. That's not me. I just don't do that. No, I you know, but don't. It could, 
It could magic could be used for negative purposes. It can. We call that black magic. Some people well, say, yeah, ask- well, there's white magic and there's dark mm-hmm. magic. As long yeah. as I have, if I'm in the middle, floating in balance, it's the gray. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, everything you, has to balance. You, you've taught me. You taught me to, when there's negativity, not to wish harm on a person. Okay. You taught me this. Yeah. And it's yeah. let's give it up to the universe to handle. And you know what? It kind of cleanses your head too when you do that. Give it away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Leave it handle. You have the handle. power to. You have the power to allow it not to affect you. You have the power. So. Um, and then, and once you do that, didn't you feel more like, oh, that wasn't so bad, right? You didn't no, have to think because, about it anymore. No. You can let it go. And if that person really needs some karmic punishment, the universe can dish it out way better than you could ever have thought about it. However, oh, you could have done I have it. seen it happen, and it's like, holy mackerel, you kick butt. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've seen it happen. Um, but I'm, I gave it up to them. I'm not the guilty party. Uh, neither are they. But Here's like the thing, said, too. The law, the law of witchcraft, or mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess the law for anybody, really. It's like the golden rule. Treat everybody the way you want to be treated. Um, yeah. And if you do harm on someone, you will have harm done to you three times back. You get it back, whew, back what you got plus a bunch more. So you're by yeah. harm to someone else or wishing negativity, you're just bringing that on yourself worse. Now, yeah. if you put love or positive energy into something, yourself, the rest of the world, your family, whatever it is, you are bring the universe will reward you and bring you three times back what you have just put out. So I'd say that's pretty good dividends. You know, I've never, I've never, I feel like, you know, the path I've led, I'm not saying I'm the perfect person in the world, but the path I've led is for the last 25, 30 years has been one of, you know, trying to follow these ideals I'm speaking of. And you know what, when I'm up against something tricky or difficult, I find it a little easier to smooth that way, smooth it, and make it so I, I can digest it and so that I can move forward from it and evolve after it. And, it, oh, my goodness, it really pays off. In and all I'm these years I've known you. I couldn't do that, but, yeah. Yeah. In all these years I've known you, I almost have to say, I would have to say, I have not heard you you may not like a person, fine and dandy, but I never heard you speak hatefully of anybody. And uh, I commend you on that. So. Yeah, I, it doesn't do us any good. <laughs> no, I've, never, I've never heard you. And life is life. Things happen negative to, you know, to each and every one of us by others at times. And I've never heard you go the route of being negative or hateful or spiteful of somebody. So, um, well, thank you for noticing. I must have lived up to the expectation of myself. Yay! <laughs> no, I'm honest. I'm, I'm, it's impressive compared to what you see on the internet today. Yeah, you're um, 
almost saintly. <laughs> well, you have to be responsible for your own actions and uh-huh. do as ye will as you harm none. There's the number one law. And if yeah. I harm anyone, including myself, by speaking in a negative way about someone else, that's only that is only the fingers pointing right back at me, you know. The better way, and I have people around me all the time say, stop sticking up for everybody all the time. Stop trying to see, oh, maybe their side of the story. I'm like, well, they're, you know, put on their shoes, I always tell them. And Mm -hmm. people say, oh, come on, stop doing that. Well, but, but guys, how are you going to learn anything if you don't try to see where that person is? Even if they're so evil and they've done the wrongest thing you can think of. But why? Were they hurt in the past and that led them to this? And I'm not saying that I'm forgiving them for their trespass, but I'm, I have to try to see the bigger picture so that I may evolve. It's, you know, it's all about my evolution personally. So I'm just, by supporting the rest of the world and showing love, I'm supporting myself. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of cool what you're saying. It is cool what you're saying because I've even seen lately, and it's been like, this must be a message to me lately popping up on like Twitter and stuff, um, Pinterest and that, is before you condemn somebody, think about this, what they may be going through in their personal life as the reason why they're acting the way they are at that moment in time, you know? So, um, Absolutely. And they may, yeah. quick moment, you might have the power to say something kind, to offer help, whatever it is. Even if it's just a quick little moment, it, you know, it just takes butterflies wings to cut hurt, you know. So it yeah. all has a The whole universe is connected. We could, we can help each other. So the talk a little thing. bit about. Solitary oh, and coven or coven. Right. Um, That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. So um, as a solitary practitioner, mm-hmm. you would be someone who studies alone, the magic alone, works on their own evolution by yourself. You know, you might pop into the local pagan store and, you know, chat somebody up and make a friend who's like-minded, of course. But a, a solitary worker is someone who works alone and by choice usually – if you feel lonely in your craft work, there are plenty of people out there that would join oh, you yeah. in group work. Um, if you feel like you need a support system, some of us can be very happy on our own, and some of us need a support system. Some of us need others around us because we're leaders, and we need to help people learn and do, et cetera. Um, I became mm-hmm. a high priestess because I felt like um, I – I'm just a natural leader, and people gravitate towards me. And if I can help a group or individuals move along through their path, well, cool, I should do it. I better do it. And some of us, you know, for a long time, I, I, had, I worked in a coven yeah. world. Yeah. Now I'm more solitary just because of my life changes and my personal choices, you know, not because mm-hmm. it was wrong or right or good or bad. It just... My evolution brought me to this more solitary way. Okay. Sometimes Can I tell two the course? work that you do. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Sometimes the work that you do causes you to want to keep silent, and silence is part of the law. Mm-hmm. Now, it was, it, it was there to keep people from being burned at the stake. Don't talk about yeah. witchcraft, you know, yeah. because of the times that people lived in. And then after the burning times were over, there was still, and there still is, you know, Hollywood makes great movies. Mm-hmm. Heaven love them. But, you know, sometimes they, we can be portrayed in a, kind of a way that is not real. What so, did you think of the craft? Sometimes you need to Okay, the craft I like. Okay. <laughs> the craft I like. It's not so much. Um, it's not so much for its realism, uh-huh. but it's about people who have negative things in their lives, and right. they're they're making a goal to try to better themselves, and that's how it starts. That's yeah. how the movie starts. The ideas of let's make ourselves better, let's love each other, so we can feel power. And pretty soon they felt the power. Now they made the wrong choice and went down a path of negativity because they felt mm-hmm. like they had to, you know, yeah. get back at somebody or for revenge or whatever. And then they, they learn the lesson. I mean, well, that's a perfect archetype. They learn the lesson and they move forward and they don't talk to each other anymore, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I, I, for the movie that it is and the story that it is, I, I dig it. It's cool. <laughs> you know? yeah. My favorite probably also is, um, as far as Hollywood goes, is um, Practical Magic. With Sandra Bullock, she's my favorite. Um, it's a real sweet movie. Again, not realistic about what witches, mm-hmm. witches really are to the, in today's world, but super fun, great story, you know, lots of thrills. <laughs> what, would you say, what would you say to a person that's two things? I'm going to throw two questions, two, two statements out to, or questions out to you. Number one, the first one is, oh, I feel silly if I went and talked to people because I'm ignorant of all this. Okay, if I went to one of the shops or something. The other thing is, uh, how about the person, let's say me at my age, 62. Mm-hmm. Boy, this is, this, you know, this is a lot of stuff to remember and whatever at this time, blah, 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 in my life, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say to those two type of scenarios? Okay, so first one is you feel like a dummy and you're walking into the shop and you don't want to look like the guy who knows nothing. I'll tell you something, no. Those shops are there because those people who run those shops are interested in helping people like you. So go in there and say, oh, boy, I know nothing. But I was in, and say out loud, I was in Salem and I read this line on the wall and it really inspired me. And I, it started me on this path. And I'm not sure where yeah. it's going to lead, but maybe you can help guide me a little bit. And there might be some classes. There might be some speakers. You know, an author comes or something to these little places. Mm-hmm. And nowadays with Facebook, you can find out all their events without really having to haunt shop. You know, yeah. we used to do in the yeah. old days. We would just hang around wait for something great to happen. Um, <laughs> but you can – yeah, you can you, – yeah, or, you know, starting our own things at shops just because there was nothing else for anybody and we wanted it for ourselves so other people could mm-hmm. join us. But mm-hmm. um, So I would say, you know, these people that are in these shops are there because they give a crap and they open this. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of money in this, really, you know. No. At least I don't think so. I've seen plenty of people struggle through opening and closing mm-hmm. um, 
you know, metaphysical stores. Yeah. But they're there for a reason. They want to help you. They will guide you. Um, no one's also fair. Like you're a dummy. They, they're so excited to share what they know. You yeah. know, they're really excited to share because we're not we're not like a religion who sends missionaries out. You know, we don't go mm-hmm. looking for people to convert at ever. Yeah. So yeah. when people come and they're inquisitive, we are we're really excited to help. In fact, when we did we're doing the show tonight because I've had a couple two three people in my path lately just ask mm-hmm. me offhand about the you know about my the path that I chose that I follow today, and then Ed mentioned. Oh, I met somebody who was also interested. And I said, well, you know, we should do a show so we can point back at that at some point and say, oh, oh, you're interested? Well, we'll listen to show number 522 because it's got a lot of information there for you, a good starting yeah. off point. And there's a lot when of pagan, would, there, there's pagan fairs, too, for people if they're interested. Oh, sure. oh yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there, especially, you know, used to be, like I said, in the old days, we had to wait for a flyer or, you know, read the local magazine or news that the pagan news would come out or whatever. But nowadays with Facebook, you can find these things very easily. And as long as you go with perfect love and perfect trust, you know, you're not there to scoff at them or berate them or... Oh, no, I wouldn't. You know, well, uh, that's not real. You know, that's not I highly recommend people not to do it. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> we yeah, don't, don't like mess it. with witches. Because uh, we want to be true. Uh, 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 uh. we, we don't want to be true. We, well, not that we're going to hurt you, but... It's, that's well, not there cool, might be the black you know? witch. There might be the black magic lady there, too. <laughs> or man. <You> know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, or man. There might be. Yeah. So when we're talking about working in a, a coven or a solitary, when people would come to me in my in my coven days, and I'd say, "Well, let's mm-hmm. set you up for initiation to the coven." So number one, you're welcome, no matter how much or how little you know. But working towards a goal is always great. So I would set up very easily. I'd say, "Well, I want you to practice for a year and a day, and then let me know after you've gone a year and a day in on this path." You let me know. Do you want to still continue? Do you feel like this is the perfect thing for you? Or after you've lived through the whole wheel of the year, do you mm-hmm. feel like, nah, maybe this isn't for me? And before the year and the day is even over, you might decide, nah, that's not what I thought it was. Thank you anyway, but I'm going to move on to this other thing. I'd rather mm-hmm. go learn to be a Baptist or a something else, whatever. So when I talk about the wheel of the year, there are eight celebrations throughout the year. Four are cyclical with the solstices and the equinoxes. So we have Samhain, which we believe is like our New Year. And Samhain is Halloween, as everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. Some people say Sam Hain, if you see it written out, Samhain is how we say. Um, and that is when we welcome the spirits of the dead, even the people that we have known in our own lives to have passed, to come and visit with us. Um, the Mexican people have Dia de los Muertos, and it's very similar to the idea of you inviting your ancestors. And ancestors are, they've taught us everything. They've handed down. They lived it before we did. They know stuff that we don't yet. And, oh, they're so important. And by remembering them, we are remembering our own past, our own ancient times. Where did we come from? Mm-hmm. So then we move to Yule, 
And the Yule is the longest night of the year. This is the winter solstice. And at Yule, we, um, we're starting to go into the, you know, cold part of the season, the darkest half of the year, darkest part of the year. Um, it's when we give each other gifts. It's because we're patting each other on the back. Hey, you did a damn good job at making it to this point, you know. Um, There's plenty of other rituals that are going to go along with all these Sabbaths, but I just want to try and get them all out so people hear the eight. Now, Imbol, Imbol um, is right around the same time as Groundhog's Day. So you think about that. We're expecting the light. We've been in Mm -hmm. the dark. We've been... And you have to remember, too, paganism comes from a time when people were still maybe living in a cave or still mm-hmm. living just in a small hut, and they had to survive by what they could find on the land, hunters and gatherers. And then they became, of course, farmers and could do animal husbandry. So they had to time everything by what the weather was doing. So for right. Imbol, it's a time when you're like, oh, finally starting to see the, the days are getting a little longer now. Oh, we're, we've made it. You know, we can get beyond. Let's plan ahead to when our planting will happen and summer will come and we'll have harvest again. So that's Imbol. Ostara, Asara, is uh, almost like an Easter. You know, it, it works out that the... Christian picked up a whole lot from paganism when they were trying to convert them. And it made it easy for people who had to follow a new Catholic or Christian path to have the same exact holidays, only with a different twist on them. It just made moving over to a new path easier. Yeah. So um, Osara is the vernal equinox, the spring equinox. Now Beltane is May 1st. It's May Day. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes the day that the Virgin Mary, or the, the Mother Mary, is celebrated. Um, Beltane is a time of great celebration and happiness. We dance a maypole, you know. We make delicious wines and things from the dandelions that we're finding because that's the first blooms. So Beltane is really joyous and celebratory because we're finally coming out of the cave. You know, it's light enough that we can be out all the time. We can start thinking about the planting and growing and the hard work that's to come. So then we get to Litha, and Litha is the summer solstice. So this is the yep. longest day of the year. We're, we're through, and now we're in, uh, we've been up to the, all the bright, I'm um, sorry, the, um, the longest part of the days. So we're, we've planted. We are hoping and praying that our crops are going to do great. Um, now, Lamas um, comes in September, um, um, August, and this is when we start to make some of our first harvests of grains and so forth. So, the Lamas is a time when we make a lot of breads and you start kind of feeling autumn-y, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Mabon is going to be um, when the wheel turns to the autumn, the autumnal equinox. And Mabon is uh, when we celebrate the, you know, the next harvest. And then by the time we get around to Samhain again, you know, those harvests yeah. are pretty much done. And now we're thinking about how things die all over again. So those are the eight on the wheel of the year. So if you can go a year and a day and practice each one of those cyclical, seasonal 
natural patterns of the earth, mm-hmm. then, you know, you've kind of covered everything as far as ritual goes that you can do outside of special things like hand fasting and coming of age ceremonies and stuff like that. Right. <clears throat> but these are your basics. Now, okay, go ahead. Um, let me go with year in a day. Now, those every how can I say this? You don't have to, if somebody just says I want to believe in this. You can limit yourself to what you do. I guess you're saying. I'm saying. Um, let's say somebody says parts, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to work with doing magic, but. I just want to be able to send stuff out to the universe and maybe follow the pagan calendar and stuff like that. So a person doesn't have to get, yeah, there's not a list of things you got to do to be considered part of this. Yeah, there's no sin. There's no sin. There's no having to, um, you know, formally apologize to the universe for having done something wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm saying. If you... Okay. I'm, what I'm trying to say is, let's say you just want to limit it to the belief, I guess you could say, the um, universe and stuff like that, but yet you don't want to work with tools and other things. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, unnecessary. It's not necessary. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. There is not... Yeah. You have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do that, and this... Correct. No rules. A pagan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. We don't have a pope who's going to call you a non-pagan if you don't do something right. (laughs) It's all fine. (laughs) And and in the beginning, though, sometimes tools help you focus. Uh So in the beginning, and I'm not saying go drop $1,000 on tools, but and you can find things around the house. If you magically intend to have them be your tools now, you know, cleanse them, bless them, you know, those become... Conduit of your energy, ways mm-hmm. to move your energy back and forth into what you want. So the tools and herbs and candles, you know, so if you are somebody who doesn't want to do all that stuff, you don't have to, but it helps you get started. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps you focus on your intent. Um, and we all know that herbs have real properties. All our medicines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Come from herbs, and yes. all those tests and clinicals started in ancient times. You know, doctors today didn't just come up with, "Oh, willow bark takes away headaches." You know, let's make aspirin right, for that. Right. So they, you know, and for people yeah, that don't know, that that's off that a tree. Came from ancient times. Yeah, right. Willow bark it, that from came a tree. from a long line of people using herbals as medicine. And because those herbals can be medicine, they can be just as medicinal for your intention, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. But you don't have to go and do a ritual if you don't want to. And you don't have to have herbs and you don't have to have any of these things I'm describing. You just have to have intention to Mm -hmm. see the bigger picture. Also, which I probably am neglecting to say because I just assume always, but nature is your chapel. You know, yeah. the goddess, the Lord, the lady, 
this whole beautiful earth is what has been given to us as a gift, and we are a small little part of it, even though we mm-hmm. sometimes feel like the big bosses, and we, you know, oh, we can step on this, we can step on that because it's not so important. But, you know, yeah. pagans usually turn into conservationists, like me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. they see, I want to keep this as pristine as possible. There's so many yeah. people. This population of the earth is astronomical and it's only getting bigger. So we have to work hard to be able to find, to keep a small portion of healthy natural areas so that we don't lose all of these gifts that have been given to us in the first place, that gave us life in the first place. So nature plays a gigantic role. Gigantic. Well, the, problem, the problem is convincing those in charge of that same. Yeah, when all they see is dollar Correct. signs at times. Yeah. Yeah. So what I might do to counteract that is mm. visualize myself being able to make a change and communicate with those people in some way to help them see the light. If they're the decision maker, I need to help them do a way of thinking that protects more of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I and- might Pray or tell about, right. You know, I, I, would, I would try to find a way to make a change, yeah. Yeah, Vizzle, pronounce the word for me, please. Visual, blah, blah, blah. you just mentioned. Visualization. Uh, yes. Goes all the way back That's to Think key. and Grow Rich, even, in that book. Okay. Um, it's recommended. Yeah, this is ha- forever. Go ahead. I'm it's sorry. been recommended forever for people to do that. Right. And visualization is the key to everything, in my opinion. You have to see yourself as it's already happened. So when I sit mm-hmm. quietly and meditate, okay, so you're you're giving yourself a quiet time with no distractions. That equals meditation. Whether you mm-hmm. think you can do it for two hours or you get distracted after two minutes, if you try, you will you'll be able to get there. Yeah. You'll be successful. So if I visualize myself as someone who has the job that I like, the the family that I aspire to, um, whatever it is that your desire is, as long as it's for good, Mm -hmm. um, you visualize that as already happening. See yourself as already having accomplished the goal, living the life of someone who has already accomplished the goal. If you're in college, making this up, if you're in college and you're going to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor, and you're in the second year of medical school, and oh my goodness, it's so hard. If you visualize yourself as already having the office with your name on the door and the secretary who smiles, and oh, and there you are in your exam room, and you're patient, and you're loving, and you're gentle, and you're able to help people, that helps you get through and Mm -hmm. get you to the goal that you really desire. So seeing yourself already living it and speaking as if you're already living it. Now, of course, we know we can't walk around when we're in second year medical school saying, I'm a doctor, I'm a doctor. But in your mind, you get to be a doctor. So that's a visualization of it. And it's not only just for things that we want. You know, I look at my Mm -hmm. loved one. Oh, they're so sick. I can visualize 
me being with them as they're getting better and better to back to full health. And yeah. I might even support them in their um, in, in getting better by speaking to them. Oh, I see you. Uh, t- tomorrow's going to be a great day. I'm thinking about it in my mind how you're going to get up and move around this room and have a good day. So you can right. say things that I feel, I am, I will, you have the power. And mm-hmm. then communicating that with them gives them that boost also. It's good stuff. Seven, eight, it uh, is. And when, you can, and when you can live with it, you man, you have a great life. I have a great life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even things that are hard, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll visualize me figuring it out, or I'll visualize it getting better. And it does. Pennies from heaven, love, family, you know, whatever it is that you desire, these things will come. And you're allowed to ask for help. So whether it's help from some real live person walking the earth right now, whether it's Mm -hmm. asking for help from your ancestors, whether Mm -hmm. it's asking your help from an unknown source that you don't know, to help you, it will help you. Yeah. Never be afraid to ask for more help. Divination. And the last thing I want to talk about before, yeah, is divination. So divination my, is a way May of, I say something before we go? Uh, listeners, sure. excuse my pronouncing of some of the words. He had a real rough situation earlier today, so I'm a little tongue-tied right now. So um, go ahead and that on this. All right. So divination, divine is in the word. Divine is the the God, the aspect of the supreme being that you visualize, okay? So divination would be a way to find out what the universe wants to tell you. That is tarot cards. That is rune stones. Um, It can be the I Ching. There are many different types of ways to understand what's going on in your life. Through using a tool. Yes. Sure. Okay. So it all depends on, again, which one calls to you. Which one is the one you feel comfortable with? Which is the one that makes you feel like successful? Then that's the one you should practice. And you should practice for a year and a day before you decide, okay, now I'm a poem reader. Okay. Or now, now I'm a tarot reader. Now I do past life readings. And when you become that reader... It should be for yourself. So when you first start out, you're really trying to just get guidance from those people that you're asking for help. Mm-hmm. After you've had lots of years of experience doing it for yourself, then, or, you know, even people that are very close to you, people that you know and trust. But yeah. after that is when you can more open up and expand yourself to help more of a populace, a bigger, larger group. Right. Um, I, read, I read Tarot for probably... Oh, my. Ten years, maybe, seven or eight years Mm -hmm. before I thought, okay, now I at least know enough of how it works for me. Now I can help someone else. And then it really expanded and unfolded, and people were coming to me all the time to get a little Mm -hmm. advice. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And it's meant to help you figure out what to do when you're stuck. Or tell you when you're doing it right. Keep on trying. You're doing it right. You're on the right track. So it's giving yeah. advice. It's never meant to be a do or die. It's never meant to be, 
You know, if you, if you see the death card, that doesn't mean you're going to drop over tomorrow. That means some <laughs> great change is happening. Yeah, the way you knew right. life today, tomorrow, totally different. So just brace yourself. You're in for a challenge. So when you find the divination that calls to you and inspires you personally, you should use it for a year and a day on yourself to help yourself through the questions that you have in your own mind. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it's good advice. And let me ask you a question. Um, we only sure. got three minutes left. When you're talking mm-hmm. about that, do some individuals come to a time? It's not negative when they finally say, you know, I'm tired. I'm drained for, let's say, doing the readings for people and stuff like that. Is that Oh, yeah. That doesn't make – that's not negative on them, is it? Not at all because how can – okay, so let's pretend I'm somebody who can build a house. But mm-hmm. when I get tired and my back is broken from working day and night, I'm not going to be able to build a very good house. So I better go right. lie down and take a nap. So when mm-hmm. I get up, I'm strong and I can build a really good house again. So for somebody who's a reader getting burned out or drained – um, we all feel it in a different way, all of us who do it. When we get to yeah. that point, take the break. And you're not bad. You're not guilty. You know, you might feel like, oh, I'm withholding sharing my gift. No, because you're allowed to be the boss of your power. And taking a break is only going to recharge you and make you a better re- or a better anything when it's done, when your rest even is done. You're and you'll up, know it's if- done when it's supposed to be. Like you talk about the guy, the carpenter, or the guy that builds the houses. There may even be a time where I've done the best I can, and I'm happy with what I've done, and I'm done doing what I do. That could even come across. And then that's the right timing. Yeah. yeah, Then that's what the universe wanted. You know, it gave you what it gave you, and it allowed you to use it, and it lit a light bulb when it was time to take a rest. Yeah. It's all for a purpose. Well, nothing is left to chance, in my opinion. I hope this went the way you were hoping to go, Annette. Uh, oh, I think it did. Asking, with me asking the questions and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because you knew what questions to ask, you know, which direction to go also because of the, like you said, the amount of people that have come, come to you. Um, mm-hmm. Recently, and uh, the person who came to me. As it draws closer. Yeah. As it draws closer into the autumn, I think. Yeah. I know I get supercharged as a witch when it comes autumn. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, <laughs> this is great. It's just the time of year, because it's yeah. like you know, Samhain is like the first is the beginning of the year for us. So, I think it's just a normal time of the year for us to start thinking about those types of spiritualities and. Mm-hmm. It's a good time to do this, do this show. And I think the world is changing, and people are looking or needing. And uh, hopefully, we provided some information for those that may come across this podcast. Annette, thank you. Listeners, oh, thank you. You're welcome. And until next time, have a good time between now and then. And thank you for listening. Good night. Blessed be. Good night.